Warning, the following show features constructive opinions performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. The views expressed are ours and may differ from views of any other entity. Accordingly, the Tim Zabriskie Show and the producers must insist that no one recreate or reenact any conversation or activity performed on the show. When you listen to the show, do you find yourself agreeing with the boys? Or do you think Tim is full of shit? Well, let them know how you really feel and participate in the live shows. Follow the Tim Zabriskie Show by searching at Timmy Zabriskie on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And fully interact by liking, commenting, and even calling into the hotline. Don't be afraid to make your voice heard. Share this podcast. Every time, bud. Why is that okay? The great, why is it okay for women to say, oh, you're five feet on dating sites? Uh, you should be dead. That's okay. Who said that's you here? Nobody. Women in general have said it on dating sites. You think what? I'm making that shit up? What does that have Everywhere to do with I anything? I go, I get the same fucking smirk with the biting lip. Jeez. Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boss. <laughs> Phil, that's not his father. Dude, you want to step outside? You want to step outside? Huh? I feel like I'm looking in a mirror. <laughs> you shut up too. Phil, so you need to relax. Go ahead and attack me, big dog. Oh, here's a little McDonald's action, Phil. What do you mean, Kenny? Oh, here we go. Oh, jump the counter, Phil. Oh. Oh, he's beating her with cups. Oh, no, it's a stick. Oh, oh. Phil, to work. Oh, God. Oh, Phil, it's aggressive. It's very aggressive. So angry. They're so mad. Oh, God. Phil, that was ridiculous. Oh, no. I'm, sure, I'm so confused. I'm so confused that, like, oh, no, Tim broke it, and we're not really live anymore. Phil, I'm always breaking it. Guys, Tim Zabriskie here, back at it again with the brand new Vince. Uh, it's Philly. We got a little bit of a double shot going on this week. Wow, it's it is crazy over here. It's nuts, Phil. We we're, we're doing this twice this week. 
pay-per-view on Saturday, pay-per-view on Sunday, and then back to Raw on Monday, Phil, but we don't care about that. But uh, thank you, everybody, for you know joining us so far. Uh, it, looks, it looks like we got a little bit of a choppiness issue, but as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the colonel, but more importantly, the president of wrestling, the one Phil Stamper. What's up, Dave? I was so confused. I'm like, where did you start calling me Dave? <laughs> Do you want to start being called Dave? No, I don't. There's only one Dave Russell, but, you know, we can, uh, Austin here in the comments. So we already got a, got a, um, an interactive show so far here, Phil. Austin here is going to be act- at, um, Extreme Rules on Sunday. So that's exciting. Where's your audio, Phil? Uh, Phil's taking a phone call. Well, I guess if Phil's going to be taking a phone call, I just want to let everybody know that the phone lines here are open tonight. The number 518-350-4312. And if you haven't done so already, definitely check us out on YouTube as well. The number is five or <laughs> number. The um, username Timmy Z4674. You'll be able to watch this video, any of our past videos, any of the video games that I do stream and everything else. And not to mention, um, since Phil is on the phone, the last pay-per-view that we were able to score um, was not stopping grounds because I was on my honeymoon, as, every, as we talked about last night. Yeah, cheers once again to me. Getting married. She put a ring on it. It's official. I am off the market. But, um, but what happened last time at um, that we took scores was Fighter Fest, and uh, he's still not paying attention. But, Phil, I hate to break it to you. The results are in. Phil, I beat you. I beat you fair and square. Oh, Cheated. are you are you back now? I'm totally back. Was that your job calling you? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was Don't good. they realize that it's nine o'clock at night? I'm paying you to do this here, Phil. But um, it's all right. We're we're just gonna let them know uh, really who won this whole thing. I won, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that was me. The score now six to three. Phil's I, gonna have to come back. I feel like I have to like we have to I have to like justify my laws hey hey hey. what 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 what's wrong phil what's wrong i mean you know it was it was it was a clear indecisive victory phil how many points did i win by a half point a half a point phil i just feel like like we need to go by the total point maybe i don't know i don't know wait for it I love that when that person coughs right at the very end, Phil. But um, just to let everybody know, as I said a second ago, if you're just joining us now, the phone lines are open, 518-350-4312. Um, if you want to call into the show and let us know what your predictions are. Phil, what were you saying before I was getting all my plugs in and out of the way? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, were you were you throwing were you still throwing some salt, throwing a little shade because you're you're half a point? Um, bet didn't work out for you this time. I was like, maybe we should do our total points from within the individual events, but you know. Oh, it. oh, you want to you want to do that? <laughs> you want to start uh, counting to like thousands and then and then not not feeling comfortable with what we all pick and everything like that? I don't know, Phil. I don't think that. Uh, 
I don't think that that's a good move for either one of us. It's just going to make it too complicated, too difficult, and everything like that. And and this weekend is a special. We have two events. We already talked about Fight, uh, uh, fight for the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen. That's on our page. Look further below. Tip the Brisky Show. That's right. Facebook. I don't know why I've like talking Facebook, like that all the time. Facebook, YouTube, we're on Twitter, Phil. Um, Do you not see all the logos that like switched by? Exactly. We're, we're on all of those things and more. And more because Phil, if you cannot finish watching the show here, no problem, right, Phil? Right. You can find it on wherever you find good podcasts. You can even ask Alexa to play the Tim Zabriskie show. Yes, you can even probably ask Siri, and Siri will probably hook you up with that too. And the Google. Exactly. Um, and to those of you that, that are joining us for the very first time, what we do here is we predict the the winners of the upcoming pay-per-views, and then we keep score during the actual card, We tr- and we will um, we t- live tweet throughout the entire event, um, typically, most of the time. We try our best on that. However, at the end of it, um, we see who the, the big winner is, and we take and we take those scores. And right now, I had the lead. And at the end of the year, um, depending on who is the winner and who is the loser, the winner gets to decide what disgusting and nasty piece of food the loser has to eat. And Phil, I've been writing a list. I've been checking it twice, and I've been coming up with some nasty, disgusting things that you may have to eat if the scores remain where they are from six to three so phil you better uh you better start making some sweet picks and making some sweet and solid picks okay <sighs> Lost eye. austin's already asking are we assuming there's no pre-show for extreme rules there's totally gonna be a pre-show austin how do, how do we get those last minute people to sign up for 9.99 on the network if we don't got a pre-show if you're gonna talk into live wire you got to come prepared. <laughs> I'm a little delayed on that, but it's okay. It's all right. All right, Phil. Speaking of speaking of the pre-show, thanks for Austin for that for that segue. Um, what is it that we're uh, that we're going with here? Let's go with one match that will totally be on the pre-show. Uh, for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, champion Drew Gulak defends his title against Tony Nese. I need to note that I just dropped my keyboard and (laughs) (laughs) that Drew Gulak will be home in Philadelphia. Home, sweet home. All right. And so so they should save it for more of a hometown pop, but because it's the cruiserweight championship, though I'm glad to see they're infusing more of the cruiserweights throughout Raw. Drew Gulak has a great reputation in the WWE locker room. Um, yeah, it's totally going to be on the pre-show. Exactly. Well, Phil, I mean, if we look at the WrestleMania pre-show, we had a very similar situation with Tony Nese, where Tony Nese won on the pre-show in the uh, tri-state area where he's from. So does history repeat itself here for the Cruiserweight Championship? Uh, yes. Yes. You, I just got your text back, so I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> um, little side banter, if you will. So, because uh, of course we're on the air, so I'm half expecting that work's gonna call me like every five minutes now, because it's amazing when it does that. Um, right. So yes, I am totally going with the fact that they're in Philadelphia. They need to further solidify Drew Gulak's reign as the cruiserweight champion. Um, so therefore, I'm total. I'm I'm totally Team Gulak. 
Well, I'm going to go with our boy Tony, all right, on this one because it it only makes sense. Phil, he's the only one that that looks like a fucking million bucks. Why are we going to take it off him? We're going to save it. They want you to think on this one, Phil. Phil, they want you to think that they're that they're going to do the hometown, the big hometown fucking hoorah, all right? But the problem is, Phil, hoorah, it's not going to happen here, Phil. That's the whole thing. They 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 they're not going to put it on Drew yet. If they're going to put it on Drew, they're going to wait till SummerSlam. They're not going to wait. They're not going to do it right here on a pay-per-view where it doesn't make any sense. They're trying to make these titles mean something, Phil. No, no, no. Gulak already has the championship. Phil, I don't know what I'm talking about here, but I'm going to keep talking in this sort of way. <laughs> that way it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Drew Gulak has the championship. When did he beat Tony Nese? He beat Nice on the pre-show of uh, uh, Stomagram. Wow. Wow. Now he's going up against who? Uh, he is going up against Tony Nese. Well, then it makes sense, Phil. I'm so, keeping my pick. Okay, <laughs> then go for it. Keep your pick. I'm keeping my pick, all right? Keep your pick. <laughs> Besides, as I said, titles don't mean anything. Woo! 16 time, baby. Woo! Right here. Right, like, blood just spurting out of my brain. Oh, because I said titles don't mean anything? Just because uh, just it's you, Phil, TM. here's the thing. I always fucking hated all these fucking indie workers in the back that would take the indie replica championship, championship that had a sticker of the, uh, of the new company. I would always hate when they would take that belt and bring it home with them. And what, are they going to fucking put it on their mantle? You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was trained, Phil, I learned that if you want a belt... That means that they loved you, they respected you, you were money, and the best thing to do is just, as soon as you walk right through the curtain, you hand that right back to the promoter and you fucking walk away. I mean, and now we have tag team champions for Raw that are, like, are they still? I mean, yes, I know they're still the champions, but, like, we, I don't know, they downplay them so much, they downplay the entire Raw tag team championship that it's like, does it even matter anymore? Like, who are the champions, Zack Ryder and uh, Kurt Hawkins? Or did they no, take... they, they lost them to the Revival. Oh, okay. Well, they only threw them on the Revival so that they don't go to AEW, right? Isn't that what the whole Potent- thing is? Potentially. We talked about AEW last night. Look, We're not look doing it page. tonight. Look at our page. Look at it down. Go down, all right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you for Fight of the Fallen, and then I'm going to beat you for Extreme Rules. Woo! Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm amped up. I got two beers under here. Yeah, a quarter of one right here. Let's go. I should go grab my bottle of wine. Phil, I gave you a plenty of good time to go grab some booze yeah. before. When yeah. I was getting my booze, you didn't do it. All right? So, I was doing work, Tim. Oh, uh, yeah, apparently. Interfering with my show. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's all right. All right, Phil. <laughs> so you got Drew. I got Tony. What's next? Is it another... Um, Austin McCloskey pre-show match? No, it's going to be Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Alistair v- Black versus Cesaro. Tell me, how did Cesaro get to where we are now? All right. So Cesaro has been making a uh, – he made a presence at, at Raw a couple weeks ago. His match got interrupted by um, the 24-7 title because it ran through the middle of their match. And Where's then Sheamus? Pal- uh, you know what? I don't. I think Sheamus is injured. To be honest, has he um, finally got that fucking back injury that everyone said he had two years ago, Phil? Right, right. That he had been working through forever. Um, 
But Cesaro uh, was supposed to face against No Way Jose. The match didn't happen because it got interrupted by the 24-7 title. He powerbombs No Way Jose on the outside on the floor. Um, this week, he uh, the mat he wrestled, he came out very dominant. He looked good. He has a whole new entrance. Everything looked great until they wrestled, and No Way Jose should be fired by the WWE. It was the one, It was one of the worst WWE matches I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And I, I feel really bad because it was like EC3 level bad. Wow, um, Phil, tell us wow. how you really feel. I mean, it, I mean, and I feel bad for that. Like, did something just not click? Did like you know that one thing goes wrong and timing goes off on everything? And you know, it just it just didn't pick back up. And it, I, I don't think it was Cesaro's fault. Yeah, um, no, because he's money. But right, it's those guys it's, that that have you know all the the fucking jobbers come out with them all the time. They always have all these shitty fucking matches. Adam Rose, same thing. And so the next night on SmackDown, uh, they've been teasing, you know, Aleister Black. They're trying to make him, like, a little bit more ominous and bigger. So is he and not teaming with Ricochet anymore? Man, I, I, no, gotta not, get, I gotta get Cable again. This is what this sounds like to me, all right? Not anymore. Uh, Ricochet is now... It, I'm kind of confused. I thought he was on SmackDown, but he's on Raw. Okay. It, it, it's whatever. Um, so Aleister Black, they're establishing him as a more dominant force. They have him sitting in a chair, uh, backstage promo. Uh, getting ready to await his challenger. And then the last thing you see is Cesaro sits in the other chair. He's in a full suit and he grins and he has his mouthpiece in his face. Um, there's some conversation that with, you know, what's happening with the uh, executive directors of Raw and SmackDown, that they're very high on Cesaro as they should be. Uh, and that he's probably going to get a push out of all of this. But where they're at with the card, they're talking about some of the redesigns that they're they're planning for Raw and SmackDown to happen right. after SummerSlam because they already have some of these established what they want to have happen on TV. Well, it makes so, sense with what right. you're saying. Right, and it's going to take time to build a new set and all that kind of stuff that they want to do. Right. So I don't think that this match is going to be put onto um, it, it the might... main part of the pay-per-view. I think it's going to be on the on the Raw pre-show, because that's kind of been Cesaro's thing for a while. Yeah, I think that if they're building him up the way he is, maybe this match is going to be perfect for the pre-show, because, you know, like, a lot of people dog, you know, like, curtain jerking and uh, and doing it, like, in this situation, a pre-show. But when you think about it, Phil, when are the people the most excited for the show, right? I would say not in the middle of the fucking card, I would no. say it's at the pre-show when they first get there and those kids first get their seats. They see how close they are. And then and then they get their first couple matches and they know who Cesaro is, they know, and and everything like that. And they you know, they they're going to pop huge for it. And they're going to get the, they're going to get all that sweet footage that they're looking for to help him get to where he's trying to go. So, right. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh so you're going to go with Cesaro on this one? Yeah, I'm going Cesaro. Good, because I forgot who he's going up against. So I'm going to go with Cesaro, too. Tim! Who is he going against? Alistair Black. Oh. All right, Alistair Black. Alistair Black is money. He's a, he's a, it, they they, they kind of killed him, though. All the momentum that he had in an NXT, they, they crushed it. They You know what I mean? So it just, uh, I, I, I hope that, I, I hope the best for him, but it's not going to happen here. They're, they're going with Cesaro, all right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would agree. Cool. Um, next up for the Raw Tag Team titles, uh, the Usos 
take on the Revival, the Revival being the current champions, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. So during the Super Showdown pre-show, the Usos defeated the Revival on the uh, following episode of Raw. Both of them competed against Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, where the Revival became the champion. So the title changed hands on Raw. We've seen even less of Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. I think I've seen one of them. I think it was Kurt like chasing after our truth or or little Drake or whatever it's called now. Um <laughs> little Drake. Why not? Uh like <laughs> chasing wow. them chasing him down in the hallway to try to get the 24/7 title. Um so I their reign was not as successful as it really probably could have been and should have been. They could have really done a lot with that and they they just dropped the ball. But they do that um, all the time with Zack Ryder though. Right. Not so much Kerr Hawkins. Kerr Hawkins, he, they had the backstory going into WrestleMania, but he lost like 200-something matches and everything like that. But with Zack Ryder, Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania and then lost it the next night, right? And then he wins the tag title here, and then and then they drop. he doesn't do anything for three months, and then he drops it again. Right. So it's it's like they it's, – it's, it's a funny situation because they give him these big, great fucking – Huge pop moments during the show, but then he comes back, and then that's it. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, th- they got a good spot though. You know, they uh, they they had they do the figure, the action figure stuff on the on the website and everything like that. They're not going anywhere. Do they deserve better? Absolutely, but you know, they're still getting paid and they're happy. It seems like you know. So right, exactly. Um, so Tim, who do you got? The revival or the Usos? Oh man, the thugs or the uh, the guys that are—they're not—they're not leaving anymore, right? Didn't they sign the contracts, or did they not sign the contracts still? Wait, how do you not know? You're the president of wrestling, and, and you don't know. They're holding that carry. They're letting everybody like—is—is—is is, is this happening? Yeah. It could. Will they? Could they? Are they? Because it makes it then interesting. Because it, could they leave with the titles? Are they leaving? Oh. Like, <laughs> and then they get screwed, and Earl Hebner is ringing the bell. Is that what right. you're? Is that what you're going with there? Uh, totally, totally where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to fix my light. And then the revival screwed the revival, right? They're not. They're not leaving with any belts. Vince will. We know that. Vince... You and I know that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think that they're. I'm. I'm gonna do some. I'm doing some uh, some wild card booking here, Phil. I'm gonna go with the revival on this one, based off everything we just said. Where everyone thinks that they're still probably leaving, right? Or they're trying to to put across that everyone's that they're leaving, right? So they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna stick keep the belts on them to make people even question every more. But what do you guys think? Give us a call five one eight three five zero four three one two, or leave it in the comments that are all over the screen, and then um, and then participate. Do it. You won't. Uh, Phil, who do you got? Ah! <laughs> uh, I, so I'm going the Usos. Um, wow. You know, for wow. me, the Revival are now two-time champions. Their first championship reign was was not quite as bad as as uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins in the way they were represented on television. But for me, it kind of feels like the same. I feel like, do we have a caller? Do we, we have do. a caller? We do. Um, but the Continue. Usos, the Usos themselves. You know, they're the go-to guys. They're the guys who steal everything from Will Ospreay and put it inside of a WWE wrestling ring um, that they can totally try to do. 
So they're going to be the ones that get that that pop out of the crowd in Philadelphia. So it's totally going to the Usos. All right. Phil's going with the Usos. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, I have a very important question, okay? I know it seems like the WWE has been answered, you know. Uh, been What's your name, sir? Trying to do what they do. Sir, what is your name? Um, but. My name is my name is Chippy. Anyways, Chippy. Um, but the thing is, the question is, Ch- here's Ch- the thing. hold on, Ch- been, Chippy. What? <laughs> my name is. It's not Chippy. It's my name is Chick. All right. Chick. Oh, Chick. 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 Like Chick Chickarelli. Chick Chick I I I can't I can't make fun of this guy. This is making me look unprofessional. All right, sir. I'm sorry. Go, go back to go back to what you're saying. All right, well, here's my question anyways, okay? Yes. Uh, number one, you know, I mean, the WWE has been seen to be appeasing to some fans and such and trying to do things to improve upon the product uh, and by, by bringing in Paul Heyman and eventually Eric Bischoff. But here's the one thing that we all are dying to know. This is the, this is the big one, okay? Will the WWE ever use Everybody Have Fun Tonight by Wang Chung as an official theme song for an upcoming pay-per-view? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why would they use that song? Why not? It's, it's it's amazing. It's a Saudi Arabian classic. <laughs> Unless uh, the prince himself signs off on it and gives the the money for the rights to it, they will not be using it. Next caller. Phil, I mean, ah. this could be a good theme song, though, don't you think? Chippy uh, or Chicky, do you like the song a lot? Is that the thing? It's an amazing, it's an amazing song. It's the song that defines our generation. I mean, let's be honest. Like, what does WWE ever really use good music for their theme songs? Goodness gracious, great balls of fire! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hashtag Saudi, Saudi Arabian classic. That that's it. All right, Saudi Arabian classic. Thank you. Are sir. you? Uh, are we over in Saudi Arabia? Maybe we need to check our analytics. How are we doing in Saudi Arabia these days, Phil? I hope we're doing better than I think we are. <laughs> All right, Chicky, thank you so much for calling in. <laughs> That's we have another caller. Wow, fantastic! Look at look at us right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. We're, we're. I hope it's a telemarketer. Please let it be a telemarketer. Do you have a caller going? I thought you had a caller. No, that was, that was that was that was actually the call failing on that side. Oh, <laughs> awesome! <laughs> so let's go on to the next match then. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I want to highlight something. Sure. I'm at match. We've this will be our fourth match we've talked about. Okay. This pay per view is called Extreme Rules, and other than you know a couple title, other than like the Raw Tag Team titles and the Cruiserweight title, there's no stipulation on any of these matches so far. There's nothing extreme about Extreme Rules. Oh, so it's extremely are. boring. Is that is that kind of what? It's just not there yet. Right. Um, and but there'll be more that we'll talk about later when we do start getting there, but we're just not there yet. Right. Uh, but next up for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship, currently held by Daniel Bryan and Rowan, they defend in a three-way triple threat tag team match against New Day and Heavy Machinery. Okay, so this match has got to have a stipulation, right? No, no. We have a triple threat match. Triple it's threat a triple tag threat. team it's a triple threat. championship match that's got no stipulations. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yes. That is the extreme element. It's a triple threat. Yeah, so then that means that maybe it's no disqualification? Nope. No holds barred? 
Nope. No count out? Nope. No, uh, no socks? No nothing, Tim, other than for the t- WWE SmackDown <laughs> Tag Team Championship. You can't wear socks? No socks, Tim. No socks. Wow. Finally, we got the stipulation. No one's allowed to wear socks in this match. All right. Um, all right, so we have Heavy Machinery, who are who? Uh, Otis and Tucker. Otis, Otis and Tucker. Otis is the shorter, bigger, stocky guy who, like, does the shake thing, like, ah. And he's the, he does the worm, right? That one? Yes, yes. Okay. So we have them, and then we have um, Dana Bryan and Rowan, and then who do who else we got? The New Day represented by Big E and Xavier Woods. Ooh. See, that's, that's questionable for me, Phil, because the whole thing is that do you think that they're going to put all three of the uh, – of the belts going into SummerSlam on uh, the the new day. That would be interesting. I I almost kind of like it. It would it would make them like a representative force. Yeah. In a way, I don't see them doing it with heavy machinery yet. I will say that they're one of the more known feuds coming into this from SmackDown. Okay. Um, so this rivalry between all three teams is pretty prominent. Now, um, my my question for you, Phil, is on a scale from one. To seventy five point eight. How sick of the new day are you, and do you think that it's getting stale? Uh, I would give it a seven point nine. So, so, like, so you're still into it, is what that sounds. I'm like. still into it. I, I do think you're right. I do think, like, with everything in wrestling, there needs to sometimes be something that refreshes, something that you know modifies a little bit. Right. I'm not I'm not done with them. You know, I, I don't think the the wrestling community is done with them. I want to see I want to see more. Yeah. So um what, what do you guys think? Are you guys starting to get sick and tired of the new day? Feel free to let us know. Call into the show 518-350-4312 or leave comments down below or up top if you're watching on the YouTube channel and um let let us know what you think. I mean, I I I feel like we're 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 starting to get there, Philly. I feel like it's, you know, it's not it's not completely over with them yet, but no. you know, you know, it's uh it, it's uh, for me it's starting to run its course a little bit. You know what I mean? Now, the, I'm the kind of guy that's been like they're doing things too early. They're doing things too early, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, this has been going on for a while now, you know? It's not, this isn't, the, they've been together for almost three years now, right? Three, four years. They've been together longer than The Shield, which is, quote-unquote, the greatest faction that ever lived, according right. to them. Longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. Ever, Phil. Ever. Ever. So do we ever. really, at this pay-per-view, at Extreme Rules, where O'Doyle rules, do we really need to put the belts back onto them right now? You know what? I'm 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 a little stuck. My personal opinion is no. Uh, you don't one. You don't need to. You really don't. They're a dominant tag team faction. You don't have to do that. Um, will they do that? Are we going to continue to establish this brand new team to bring us to this new era of SmackDown that goes to Fox in October? Is that true, Phil? Is it this year that they go to? Yes, it is this year. It, it is this October, year, I believe. So do we start establishing these new stars by putting belts onto them, Phil? Or do we keep it on the the greatest heel, the vegan heel, <laughs> and and his protege or his lackey? Right. I Man, mean, I am we... such a good fucking hype guy right now. I'm getting myself off right now. It's... Wow. Oh, okay. Oh. oh okay. 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 <laughs>
But not- I mean, so I mean, we we know, you know, in the logical steps of professional wrestling and in the and in the WWE style of booking, typically it is the chase of of the good guy going after the bad guy that mm-hmm. makes it interesting. Yes. Um, that here is the up and coming. Here are those who are challenged to rise up against the naysayers. I don't think we're going to see what what. It's interesting because I have I have a weird take on something that's happening on Impact Wrestling right now. But what Impact Wrestling used to do in the day when they would switch television networks. When I was your age, back on Impact Wrestling. That's right, everybody. (laughs) Um, TNA would flip as they flipped. They would like reset. They would like go back to the beginning of when they were of when they started TNA every single time. Like uh, AJ Styles would become the uh, X division champion, Jeff Jarrett would become the heavyweight champion. Right. And then eventually maybe I think like on the second or third version, it would feud between AJ Styles and Jeff Jarrett for the heavyweight championship. Um, that that was the top match. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we would get that. I don't think we're going to get that from WWE. WWE is a pretty dominant force. I don't know. Well, other than what could happen with now executive director, Eric Bischoff in charge, I don't think they're necessarily going to do this heavy duty change up just just for the sake of changes to establish new stars by giving them the belt today. Yeah. Um, we, so shouldn't I, do, we shouldn't do that. We should already we should already keep the stars that we have established, right? Right. So I, so I do feel Daniel Bryan and Rowan will retain. Yeah. So I, I, that's who I was going to go with. And I feel, Phil, what's going to happen is, is that there's going to be a little bit of a screwy finish that happens in this match because there's no mm-hmm. stipulations or anything like that. So it's going to happen. Maybe something happens behind the referee's back, if you will. But when that happens, it's going to make it so that um, it may, it's going to make it so that it sets up more of a feud between the new day and uh, the vegans. So, so, so then, you know, we can continue it going into SummerSlam because SummerSlam is going to be next month, Phil. Don't know if you know that. Yeah. It used to be my favorite four, to be honest, because my birthday's in August. You know, the, right. it's a month-long celebration right. of the president's reign. And and I want SummerSlam to be big. And, like, this should be the big push now for what's going to lead into everything for the start of SmackDown right. going to Raw. And I agree. And, and I think that this going to Fox. we're going to get a lot of that to, uh, to make that happen. So We'll see. I'm going Rowan and Brian. All right, I'm gonna go Rowan and Brian too. I'm gonna agree with you on that. But my awesome. re- my reasoning is a little bit different. But it's the same, it's the same feels in the end. So, uh, okay, I think we have. Let's do one more match and then do a little bit of a break. Take a little break, ski, will you? So, in our first, I'm using air quotes, extreme rules match. Oh, finally! Wow. Um, what's the name of this pay per view? Extreme rules. Dude. Oh, wow! Wow. And we're at match number five. Okay. Uh, and our first special stipulation, it is Bailey defending the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Oh, wait. In a handicap match? In a handicap match. Oh, this is fucking bullshit, Phil. What? <laughs> oh, man. All right, it so... Is, uh, <laughs> it has not been announced as a tornado tag. It has not been announced as anything uh, more than just... I shouldn't say just, but nothing else has been announced other than it being 
a handicap match. There have been some interesting teases. Um, so uh, basically the whole premise is that Alexa Bliss has befriended Nikki Cross, right. but Alexa, Alexa has screwed over every friend she's had. She's used them for her own nefarious purposes. Every female talent on Raw and SmackDown have, has tried to tell Nikki, listen, Alexa is playing you. Um, and Nikki, who was crazy and a little psychotic, like maybe she just doesn't understand and get it. Doesn't she see, doesn't get it. She doesn't see all the things that Alexa has done in the past or that Alexa might be doing now. Yeah. Um, so this past week on Raw, Mm-hmm. They had a beat the clock challenge, um, and uh, Nikki Cross won it, which meant for Alexa Bliss that she won the right to name a stipulation for the match Alexa Bliss was to have against Bailey. And Nikki put herself in it because she was tired of Bailey and the way she was always running down her friend Alexa. Yeah, how um, dare she? That that Bailey needs to learn the power of friendship. And to find somebody who could really be her friend. Yeah, which sounds to me like a like a half point bet. I'm gonna go so, with uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that Sasha's coming back at this pay per view here, Phil. Wow. All right, it's, it sounds to me. <laughs> and I, I will say, I am I am a very clean fifty fifty on whether or not Sasha's coming back on this. Um. Sasha was just in, I can't remember if it was China or Japan training. Um, you know who else was in China? Was X-Pac. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> I got your in China right here. Wow. <laughs> Bill, we have a good time here on the, uh, the well, old. We do have a good time. The old uh, Tim's and Risky show. We're having a wonderful time, even though my light doesn't know what it's going to Two-year um, anniversary this month, Phil. Oh, wow. wow. Why are we not celebrating? Where's the cake <laughs> and the wi- and the, wi- the wine and the champagne? Bill, we had all of that on the 22nd. Now I can't afford it. That, that's, that's true. <laughs> we should have saved it. Why didn't I take a bottle? Uh, I could have, like, taken a whole bottle. Phil, I, you know, not to talk about my wedding again, but to be honest with you, that was the, my favorite, my absolute favorite part about my wedding was the fact that um, I brought you calamari. That that was that was one <laughs> A. Okay, but number one itself was the fact that um, when when we were planning getting back from the church to the to the to the reception hall and everything like that, because it was like a fifteen minute drive. The part that I loved the most was that um, the photographers they they messed up they messed up everything, but it worked out in our favor to where. <laughs> They were like, oh, let's try to get some shots here. And we sent the whole wedding party onto the limo and everybody else onto the shuttle so that yep. they, they could go. And then we were, her and I were kind of stuck there with like a smaller group. And at the same time, um, the shuttle bus and the limo came back. And uh, we were originally supposed to take it with the wedding party and all that. But it turned out that her and I got to take the limo by ourselves from the, from the church to the reception. And then I, I looked at the uh, the limo driver. I was like, you don't happen to have any more champagne, do you? And he's like, in, in fact, I have one extra bottle. Let me grab that for you. So oh, her, wow. and I, her and I got to take the limo. We played one of our favorite songs on the way there, and, and we shared a bottle of champagne. It was, it, was, it was one of those things that, like, wasn't supposed to happen, but it happened, and that was my favorite part of, of, of the whole wedding. So that's, that's, my, that's my story right there. All right. 
And if you want to tell us your favorite part of your wedding, I'm just kidding. I don't want to hear that crap. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Phil, who are you going over with this one? You know what? I'm going to say that the team of Alexa and Nikki Cross are going to win, but my half point bet to counter yours is that it's Nikki who walks away with the title. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Wow. I like that. All right. I do. I do. I like it in two ways, and I'm going to go with Bailey because it just makes sense to me here. Um, for if, if Sasha comes back, she's going to get a crazy pop because everyone thinks she hates the company. But um, I'm going to go. I like what you're doing here because it just makes sense for building towards SummerSlam, which is what exactly. we are doing here. But now I kind of want to. I kind of want to say that I want Alexa to win though because I feel like Alexa versus. Sasha is the better SummerSlam match because nobody knows who who um, Nikki is. Not saying that nobody knows who she is, but in a mainstream mo- money market event. And where is is it? Are we back at Barclays for this one for the twelfth year in a row for SmackDown? No, for SummerSlam. I mean, I mean so for some, yeah. I don't. I really meant SummerSlam. I, it's okay. It's all right. No, nobody's brain, attacking you. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Sam. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. sorry. No, SummerSlam this year is in Toronto. Wow, this is like this wow. is the first time I think in like like eight years that it's not in New York. Crazy, you're right? I do think so too. Now, um, so it's in Toronto. You say is that true? It is in Toronto. Oh my gosh, what do you think about this, Phil? What do you think about this? SummerSlam, Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus for the women's championship. What do you think about that? That is actually not a bad idea. Right? Where's where's uh Trish Stratus from, Phil? Toronto, Ontario, exactly. Canada. It makes sense. Huge fucking baby face pop. Alexa Bliss goes over, boos the sh- the hell out of everybody in the arena. I love it. I think it could I think that could be money. I think that makes a lot a lot of sense. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick little break. And we will be right back. Emotional consideration paid for by the following. Can't finish the show in just one sitting? No problem. Listen to this in past episodes of the Tim Zabriskie Show on demand on all major podcasting networks, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio app. It's perfect for the ride home. It's time! It's time! It's made up!
Babe, yeah. what shirt are you wearing? My Tim Zabriskie Show Yes, Tim Zabriskie show shirts. Can you believe that? Wow. Only $10. They're so soft. They're pretty sweet. You wear them to work and your boss says, Who the fuck is Tim Zabriskie? Take that shit off. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Phil. Tim. These shirts are 10 bucks. And, And where can we ship them to? Everywhere in the world. And why is that? Because you see, you need revenue so you can get more shirts <laughs> that you can sell for more profit. And it's, just, it's a continual cycle. Is it's this- revenue. <laughs> We're in a capitalist society. It's a cycle, but Phil, they're paying for it. <laughs> One of these days, Phil. I did, I did it yesterday. You did it yesterday. Yesterday. Did it yesterday. You, 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 did a, you did a great. You did a great job on that, Phil. <laughs> I nailed it. You freaking nailed that thing yesterday, Phil. So um, I don't know what's okay. This is how my light should be on, right. and what the hell? I look like I look like the desert, like has, is striking me, like the desert sun. Like the desert misses the rain. Well, right now we're not missing the rain. <laughs> Sorry, it rained a lot today. It did. Did you know that? DC's flooded. Everybody has a, a flood warnings. I think Arlington and Alexandria are flooded in DC. It's it's great. It's great. Yeah, it doesn't make we'll fix it in post. It doesn't make any sense. We're gonna fix the rain in post. Is that we'll what you fix saying? the rain? Well, it kind of is in post because <laughs> the rain happens. It's already then gone. It floods. Yes. Then you recover from the flooding. Then you return to normal. So we'll fix it in post. Exactly, Phil. So I see that uh, you you ran away and grabbed wine because it's it's time for our semi mains, right? Is that where we're at right now? I, and I I need some refueling. <laughs> um, so uh, the last several weeks on Raw, starting actually with Stomping Grounds, yeah, where Ricochet won the United States Championship. During the pay-per-view... Wait, he's the United States champion right now? He is now the United States champion. Wow. Good for him. That's what happens when you put a finger in the butt, right? Is that what happened? What, what, what was the deal with Ricochet with the internet? Somebody commented down below, but... But um, basically, was he in that string of people from Pro Wrestling Gorilla who did like the Jushin Thunder Liger thumb in the butt? No, spot? no, 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 no. Apparently, he he <laughs> there's a, there's like a story going around Phil that he likes to finger blast himself or something like that. Yeah, like he like a like a sexual favor for himself is that he likes to whoop and make and make himself grow a couple inches taller 
by sticking it by sticking something inside. Allegedly, inside. like I feel like we need to throw the word allegedly in. Allegedly, whole- yes, yes. Let let's keep let's keep this legal. But that's that's what's going around the internet that there's a video of him doing this online. So I haven't I haven't looked at it. I just uh, I just I have uh, never felt more awkward than this moment. Too. Yeah, yeah, Phil. It's more like uh, if somebody could leave a, a a comment down below with a link to the video for Phil, that way he can check it out later. Of the so. Because I really want to check it out. He does. He does. Tim. Bill. Ricochet versus AJ Styles. So at stomping grounds, after he wins the championship later that night, he's backstage taking his celebratory photos with the title. And uh, Luke Gallows, or excuse me, yeah, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson come up to him and congratulate him. They wanted. They want to do. Uh, ah, the- one of these. Yeah, one of these. The, Tur- the Turkish. Why did I say woo? Uh, <laughs> the Turkish wolves are also known as the Turkish finger in the butt. Wow. <laughs> and they they want to celebrate. Yeah. And and Ricochet's like, okay, okay, guys, okay. AJ Styles walks over, says, "Congratulations, man, motherfucker." And I'll, yeah. and I'll see you tomorrow night. So he sort of like establishes. I'm going to challenge you now for this yeah. title. Yeah, that's They good. main event Raw, Ricochet versus AJ Styles. Um, and they main evented, and that, that first night, AJ Styles beats him. It was not for the championship. It is then now two Mondays ago for the championship, but Ricochet defeats AJ Styles. Oh. Um, a little bit of a wonky ending where on AJ purpose like he, or on purpose. Okay. It looks like AJ pins him. Ricochet is too close to the ropes. AJ thinks he's one. The referee counted to three, then saw the foot on the ropes or, or another ref came out or something like that. Um, reverses the decision. Match continues. Ricochet wins. Ricochet beats AJ Styles and puts a finger up his butt. That's on YouTube. All one guy. I don't have words. I don't have words. Thanks for specifically saying my name. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. But I, what's I, interesting is that in all of this, yep. it was Gallows and Anderson pushing AJ Styles to go up against Ricochet. That it was like AJ the first time was like, you know, I just want a good, good competition. And even though AJ was a little, it was more of the aggressive AJ Styles that we've seen before, it wasn't all out heel AJ Styles per se. Then they tweaked it where, like, Gallows and Anderson were trying to play Ricochet against AJ Styles, saying, like, oh, man, you should hear what Ricochet's saying about you, all that trash that, you know, last week was just a fluke, man. Yeah. And so AJ comes over and slaps the taste out of Ricochet's mouth. Ooh. Um, Ricochet slaps him back. They go on main event Raw again. Um, Ricochet beats him. And then this week, it is uh, Ricochet says, you know, he already knows it's going to be a fight. He knows it isn't just going to be him versus Luke Gallows on Raw, that it's always going to be the club um, as a group that he'll have to beat. So he goes up against Luke Gallows and beats him, and AJ Styles grabs the mic and says, hey, you said you could beat the club, that you said, champ, you would be ready. So now, why don't you face Carl Anderson? If you're a real man, if you're a real champion, right. faces faces Anderson, beats Anderson, that then leads to just a all-out fight with the three of and them. And he's exhausted at this point, right? And he gets right. he gets beat up. Absolutely gets decimated by the by the crew, or the club. Excuse me. Gotcha. So, uh, so now one on one with you know, Gallows and Anderson on the outside, uh, Ricochet defending his championship against AJ Styles. Is this Extreme Rules? No. 
Eight, not Extreme Rules? No. Phil, what's the name of this pay-per-view? Extreme Rules, Tim. God damn it. <laughs> is there any stipulation? Is there is there a ladder? Yeah. Is there a cage? Yeah. Is it like the blue cage? Yeah. Remember when they spray I, I want the blue. I want the blue cage back. Why? Because it was cool. It looked different. Phil, here's my thought on the blue fucking cage. We want it back because that's what we grew up as. There's the nostalgia right. aspect of it, right? But do you know how fucking horrible that blue cage looked on TV? <laughs> that thing looked like shit on TV. And then you then you add the HD aspect of it? No. Right. It's probably ridiculously complicated to put together. Yeah. Did you ever hear the story that Kevin Nash tells when, like, uh, they're at a house show and, like, they're trying to put the blue cage together and he – um. There was some agent in the back that he didn't like from WCW, and this is when he was Diesel. He was going up against Yoko, and they were like, and they, uh, um, but it took them. the The point of the story is that it took them forty five minutes to to set up this cage, and then afterwards, he, uh, him and Yoko went out there, fucking big boot one two three, and that was it. Like these, like these. Think about the fans like waiting forty five minutes to set this up. Right. Now they have it so streamlined to where. The cage comes from the ceiling, comes to the ground, and the match starts, right? The entrances start, whatever. But, my, but yeah, it, and not only the chain link fence, fence, it looks better, but, uh, yeah, that blue, that blue fence sucked, all right? Let's, let's be fucking real about it, all right? You only like it because you miss it, and it was something from your childhood. I, I, yeah, I'm not going to lie about that, but I, I think visually it stood out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say, <laughs> since there are so many matches that do not have some kind of stipulation attached to it, I feel this match needs a stipulation attached to it. So Let, my let's, half point, let's put one in there. Okay. My half point bet is that there will be a stipulation for this match. Okay. My half point on this match then, Phil, is that halfway through um, the club is going to get thrown out. By Carl, like Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, they're gonna do the whole, like, get out of here, you're out of here. You know, I kind of think, I think you're right. I yeah. almost went that way with the half point bet. Yeah, I think you're right, Tim. All right, so, so, so who do you have? Will it be Ricochet defending, uh, retaining the U.S. Championship, or will it be AJ Styles? I think uh, the world is waiting, Tim. Hmm. I think that. For this one, waiting. I'm going AJ. I'm gonna go AJ Styles on this one. Putting that, putting that big belt on that heel. I feel like Stone Cold right now. Putting that big belt on that heel, <laughs> and then having the baby face chase after it right in the SummerSlam makes sense to me. I I almost feel like he could. I think they've set up enough suspense and drama with it, but I'm gonna go Ricochet. Oh. Because I feel that they're going to wow. do some kind of twisted thing. Like, AJ's comeuppance is the fact he doesn't get it. Um, like, uh, something fails where he tries to cheat or, you know, lamb blast ricochet and gets caught. Something. He what? Blast lamb. finger ricochet? Lamb blast. Oh, not finger? Oh, okay. Not, my bad. Not, no fingering. <laughs> oh, God. Lamb blast. Ladies and gentlemen, this might be our last show. <laughs> but they're pulling us off the air. I've never heard of the word lamb blast. What is lamb blast? It's just like a big, like, comeuppance. Is it, though? Like, it, it a major attack, like lamb, bla, lamb 
lambasted somebody. Well, when you lambast somebody, it's a it's a harshly criticize them. Okay. So in a physical aspect to me, that would be like just a big attack, like just a big monster attack that like seems like, you know, it'd be like, okay, you have a one-on-one match and then all of a sudden three other people jump in on the match and just beat you senseless. Like that would be a lambasting. Why wouldn't you just call it like a gang assault? Well, I mean, it is. Yeah, I mean, lambast. Is it bast or blast? Bast. Like bast, like B-A-S-T for the basting. Bast. You're such a basting. (laughs) Bastard. Get it? It's all in the, uh... All right. Um... And I'm not going to lie, I have not found the link to the video, but I have found a link to a report that... Um, oh, about the, uh, the, the, the lambasting? <laughs> that the quote, and this is from wow. Ringside News, because I feel I need to source it, that, quote, yes, there is a very not safe for work video of Ricochet in existence. We are not going to show the video, but footage has recently surfaced online of Ricochet in a very compromising position. Um, we are pretty sure it's him as everything from his abs to his tattoos match. Um, <laughs> oh man, and, and and it refers to then a Twitter post, um, which odd oddly, it's it seems to be a wrestling fan, and it has the mugshot of the guy who uh tackled Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame ceremony. <laughs> what? Um, and it says, "Stop acting surprised." There is a video of Ricochet finger blasting his butthole. You knew oh, this. Oh yeah, <laughs> fantastic, Phil. Wow. It makes me want. Uh, where, where's that South Park song that's like, I want to finger bang bang you into my life? Do you remember that one? Did you ever see that episode, Phil, where there were, uh, they were, they, they became a pop band that was playing in malls, and <laughs> the song was, I want to finger bang bang you into my life. Did you ever hear that one? No. No. That wasn't. No. That wasn't one that you remember. No. Okay. Sorry, Tim. It's it's okay. Awkward silence. Awkward um, silence. <laughs> so next up, we have, oh my gosh, Tim. It's a last man standing match. Whoa. Wow. Wow. This one is between Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. All right, Phil. I, I totally missed this one. How did we get here? So they announced two weeks ago on Raw that that this was a match that was going to happen um, on Raw, a last man standing match. They brawled up the rampway. Braun Strowman then puts Bobby Lashley through the LED screen. They then hit some kind of electrical circuit that explodes everything. There's so much electrical shit that's always around, but keep keep going. I'm sorry. (laughs) But ambulances are called. They both get hauled out. So there really isn't a winner. They're both down. Um, so then they move the last man standing match instead to extreme rules. Wow. That's and they've been teasing this for like ever since it happened. Like it like they they do that really somber moment where all three of the announcers are standing and like fans, this was just this was just unbelievable. We, oh, so they were really trying such, to sell how horrible this was. Oh everything? man, it was so it was so bad. And just, you know, we don't this is not something that we're used to seeing. Let's show you the footage for the fifth time. Yeah, 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 but 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 watch it again. All right, this is horrible. But right, yeah, yeah definitely. It's just it's it's so bad, Tim. Tim, it was just it was just devastating. <laughs> the, the action that 
happen. The drama, Phil. Let's show it to you again. <laughs> Look at it from this angle here, Phil. They did. <laughs> Multiple angles from the back, from the side, from the front. Like, Look at the exp- oh my! There must look at the live circuits that must be affected because yeah. they and they did at the start of the next match like the entire monitor was off like none of the LEDs were working it was all a black stage, um and, and then I think they realized the lighting looked really bad for that so that they turned it back on. Jesus, exactly. <laughs> all right, so Phil, who do you have going in into this one then? I'm I'm gonna say it's Braun Strowman. Um, I feel weird saying that because I think I I think I said back in. I don't know, late December, maybe January, that I thought they were going to slowly start building Bobby Lashley up because as a as one of the few big men in the WWE who could legitimately be looked at as a contender against Brock Lesnar at the time, um, that I thought he was going to be that guy that was built up, that I thought they kept dropping the ball on Braun Strowman. Well, um, they dropped the ball with fucking everybody. Well, this they do. What, this is what the problem is. But now you have two guys that I don't think they're moving anywhere. So I kind of feel that Braun Strowman's the one who's going to win out on this one. I'm going with Braun. Where's Leo Rush, Phil? He's still he's still under contract with the WWE. There's talks about him going back to 205 Live, NXT. But isn't there also talks him. of them getting rid of 205 Live moving forward? I've heard. Well, I don't even I don't even want to say what I heard, but uh, about rumor wise, with specifically who, but that's similar to Raw and SmackDown that they might establish an executive director of 205 Live. And let's face it, Drake Maverick, who is the general manager of 205 Live, now is featured on Raw as the 24-7 champion. So what does that mean about the executive director, then? Where are you going that, with that? Well, what I mean by that is, like, there isn't a general manager of Raw and SmackDown anymore. Um, so now they've set up that there's going to be executive directors. So whether or not how prominent those people as Characters will be in front of the cameras yet to be determined. Right, because we haven't seen Bischoff or Paul. Like, Paul was doing the Brock shtick, right? But he hasn't been doing the executive director shtick, right? Right, not yet. Like, he came out this past week on Raw more to plug Brock Lesnar. But, but, you know, everybody knows. So there was a huge, like, there was a feeling that it was a tease for what was about to come. Like, that something was going to be said. And he didn't address it. Right. he focused on Brock Lesnar and this, this tease that maybe at Extreme Rules, Brock Lesnar could be there to take on somebody weakened by one of their matches. Um, I don't want them to announce that these... I don't want these guys to be on-screen characters if they're in these leadership roles. Mm-hmm. I just want things to just happen, just the way that it used to be. I want the I want the interviewers, if we're going to... Let, like let's go back to the '90s, right? I want the in-ring interviewers to be like, and we, it was just announced that you're gonna go up against so and so. Yeah. I don't want it to be like, uh, like someone coming out every single week and being like, "All right, well, here's the card. Let me put it up on the wall here. All right, and then we're doing all of this here. All right." I want you to hold on that thought for when we talk about the main event. Okay, holding, all holding right. that thought. So, who do you have, Braun Strowman or Bobby Lashley? Uh, last man standing. Um, just to negate you, I'm gonna go with Bobby on this one because I I just uh, but Bobby's Bobby's fucking done. Like like he he needs he needs this win more than Braun does, and they both need this win really bad. So, right. So and, and like I like Bobby Lashley in many ways. I really genuinely do. Yeah. But I feel like it, the you know this run in the WWE has not been as great for him. I do feel it's better than some. Um, oh my gosh, I totally forgot his name. Um, 
Braun? His, no, Hispanic wrestler. Um, Alberto former, Del Rio? Yes. That, you know, Alberto Del Rio, he left, he came back, and like. Can we give me an applause for fucking knowing what you were talking about right there? Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's fucking teamwork right there. That, that I never thought Alberto Del Rio, like, connected. And I remember, like, um, I have have a friend who is a luchador. I was like, I need understanding. Like, Alberto Del Rio in the WWE, does that truly mean something to Latin fans? Like, does that resonate in that way? And he's like, no. He resonated. As a Mexican wrestler in Mexico, he stood tall and he was on top. He was a famous masked wrestler. He came to the WWE, became Alberto De Rio, and now like there seems to have lost some steam. And, and in some ways, but I feel did like- you, today I think that they announced with Alberto Del Rio that he's going to be going up against Tito Ortiz in an MMA fight. Like, yeah, holy shit! Like, like that's got to bring in some money to somebody, right? I I agree. He's been teasing doing MMA for a while now. Well, the last fight that he had, he fucking got knocked out. Like, he choked out. or either It was either knocked out or choked out, one of the two. But he lost. End yeah. of the day, he lost, you know? But, but yeah, Tito Ortiz is, a, is still a bad motherfucker. Right. Uh, I mean, and I do. I really wanted, um, you know, I really want Bobby to stand up. I, I feel like... He he just is like missing this thing, and I don't know what that thing was. When when he started together with Leo Rush, I was like, this feels good. This feels like a good pairing. And then like, you know, whatever happened happened. Um, but that's not Bobby's fault. No, it it wasn't. But at the same time, I think Bobby just needed that guy. Um, what's interesting is uh, for a while I kept saying, you know. Paul Heyman started before he really got Brock Lesnar to like, he started being the advocate for other people. And like, that seemed to be the push they needed. And then like very quickly he got pulled away from that. So like he was Cesaro's advocate for a moment and right. like that went away. And then Curtis was, Axel. Right. And then, and then, then Ryback. But I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that he was though. Right, he was. He was. My my point. Um, my point is that. But how much of that though is really Brock Lesnar's or Brock Paul Heyman's fault compared to the people that they're working with, though? No, I mean not at all. But I feel it, like like because so, sometimes the, Phil, sometimes things just don't work, you know. Right. I mean, like, and I hate to make this comparison because it's Colonel Axel's father, but you know, Mister Perfect was great and didn't necessarily need Bobby Heenan, but Bobby Heenan put it over the top. Yeah. You know, if you think about it in that way, and I feel like. You know, Bobby Lashley, in many ways, he has the great look. He has a, a decent ability in the ring, though. Hey, he's a big guy, so there's a limitation to certain things. But, like, he needs more of a personality, something that isn't, like, as rigid and as stiff um, that can come but, off. But, so he needs that translator. And it seemed to work with Leo Rush. So if it's not going to be Leo, I feel like there has to be another influence to assist him in that way. Yeah. Like, or, or just make him over the top. Let him be the badass. And I don't mean like in a way of like a Stone Cold Becky Lynch kind of a badass. I mean like let him be vicious. Let him go in there. You know, dress him in a, in a full suit, come in there, and he just starts wailing a, wheeling a chair, wailing it across people's faces. Like, sorry, that didn't mean to make that reference to, you know, anything negative. Um, no, you're fine. Hi, Sean Spears. But <laughs> I just really mean like he should be the hitman. Like he should be the like I'm going to be the badass destroyer. Of your world, and if he even if he did that silently, though, Phil, you know what I mean? Yes. If he was just silent and he just came out, he didn't say a word, and just fucking started brutalizing people. 
But you know what? He's kind of a, and maybe this is it. Cause remember 10 years ago, and that was sort of the Bobby Lashley heyday was sort of the, oh, look, I'm Mr. Serious Wrestler guy in black trunks. Yeah. You know what he needs again is Donald Trump. All right. Because when he teamed up with Donald Trump at WrestleMania, it's like the biggest moment of all the times. They killed Umaga. Wow. <laughs> okay. It took me a, like a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took you a little bit on that one. They, they crushed Umaga. They shaved Vince's head. And then next thing you know, we got ourselves a president. Wow. <laughs> I'm the president of wrestling. And and with and with rumors of Trump coming back to SmackDown, <laughs> who better to team with than his, than his boy Bobby? <laughs> hey, hey, dude, hey. they could spin that so well, though, Phil. Let's think about this. All right, elections coming up. Fox, right? We know how Trump yeah. feels about Fox, right? Yeah. Bobby Lashley. Put put Trump on great. Fox with Bobby Lashley. Put the band back together. Get ourselves some Lamagas. <laughs> I feel like Alex Jones right now. Oh, conspiracy. Aliens. Underground, Antarctica. Oh, yeah. That guy's fucking nuts. That is one crazy guy. Nazis. Have you ever seen Howard Stern talking about, or Howard Stern has a uh, has a puppet, has like a, a puppet show that's designed all around uh, Alex. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's the greatest thing ever. I'll have to send that to you. Yeah. Alex Jones. So next up, again, it, wh- what is this pay-per-view, Tim? It's uh, Lame Rules. O'Doyle Rules is what it O'Doyle is. O'Doyle Rules. There you go. <laughs> so O'Doyle Rules because in a singles contest, singles contest for the singles. WWE Championship, yeah. it's Kofi Kingston defending against Samoa Joe. Oh, oh. They're going to add a stipulation to this one. You want to you put half your half point, point on it? Half point on that one. They're going to definitely. How can they not have a stipulation at Extreme Rules for the WWE Championship? Phil? Because you uh, just answered your question. It's the WWE. Phil, so they're, they're going to add it at point, the very end. This my is, half point is no stipulation. Maybe this will be your moment where Eric Bischoff comes out and he goes, We can't have this without this. I'm bad. Uh, I'm there's I couldn't remember <laughs> um, this has been contentious. This has been a, a true, uh, a decent rivalry. Um, I will say like in a weird way though, I know ne- I didn't think it reached a certain peak and mm-hmm. then they had this thing on, on, uh, SmackDown where Joe confronts Kofi and says, you know what? Uh, you know, Kofi, I'm a, you know, I'm a dangerous man. But, you know, I will make you a gentleman's agreement. If you right now, right here, shake my hand, I will make sure that none of your loved ones comes to any harm between now and the time of our match. It's just me and you, and it's all about extreme rules. And Kofi gives him the finger. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a funny moment. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, okay. Um, so we're getting so a little now, risque with the middle finger? I don't know. Which, oh, my gosh, my brain just went. What if Samoa Joe beats down New Day in the for the earlier match to like, hey Kofi, I told you I'm a dangerous man. Um, uh, I don't know why. So I mean that could be a thing too. Um, uh, I don't like. I don't know. I do feel it's gonna come time for Samoa Joe to hold that title. I feel like 
I feel like it's finally truly in the ether possibly for him, but I feel like it's like that same kind of feeling you had with Bray Wyatt when he was there too. And it wasn't gun. It, it never quite like it never gravitated towards it. Right. Right. But yeah. I feel like that's where Samoa Joe is too. Like he's in that bubble of like, he could, they could very easily make that switch. And like, he would be there very easily. Um, and I do feel like maybe they could even ride this until SummerSlam where that could be, but I, I feel like they wouldn't right away. Kofi ha- still has a lot of buzz, a lot of conversation on him. Um, so I do think that Kofi's going to retain. Yeah, I mean, I think so too. I, but the, and with what you're saying though, it's <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head where it's like, it's like Samoa Joe is right there. You know what I mean? We got to go for it. At the same time, the thing is, is that he, um, they're gonna they're gonna fuck that the whole thing up. Now, do we see him getting this at SummerSlam? That'd be great. Big heel coming into the new season that they're starting in September, October area. Um, and you know, the, typically the they've really been pushing that the the Raw and the SmackDown right after SummerSlam are are have been a pretty big show. Like when we think right. in the past with like Finn Balor and um and Seth Rollins and everybody like that and everything things that have happened in the past they really look at it as as a really big show very very close to if not at the same level of the raw right after WrestleMania in terms of how they book it um and would it be great to have Samoa Joe there? Yeah, I would I would say so. I just don't see it on this show. So um yeah, I'm going to have to go with Kofi as well. I think that uh I think that him lose because they can't have him losing it at this show because as even though he's had the championship for a good amount of time he's not they haven't really solidified it as he's a like a real like a real champion to me i just feel like he's still got that little bit of a like a paper champion of a transitional champion feel in that at the same time um i i agree with i i sort of agree with you unfortunately and i i unfortunately agree with jim ross and i and i feel i'm I'm disclaim- well, disclaiming. What, that, what did that battle axe have to say? <laughs> right. I'm disclaiming this with, you know, I, I unfortunately agree. Yeah. So Jim Ross basically made the statement that, you know, Kofi, you're a champion. Act like a champion. I think you need to change up your, your look, you know. Yeah, he needs to start be- fucking doing juice according to. Uh, to <laughs> I don't agree with that, but just like, you know, step up, not step up your game necessarily in the ring, but step up your appearance game. Like think of think of the great champions and you can be one of them. Like, what if you became a Ric Flair? What if you became like, you know, more clean cut or, or not necessarily clean cut, but just like step up your gear, basically. Like basically stop like fucking throwing out pancakes and fucking right. uh, look like a champion. Don't be as foolish was all, kind of the theme. But um, he's kind of always been a foolish guy. Even when he was right? doing the, the uh, fake Jamaican sort of character, that was kind of foolish. Right. And then, and then now it's, they, he may, he he's a company guy, which is why they put the belt on him. But at the same time, he um he, he definitely uh um is in such a just a funny character gimmick. And you know, Vince is still trying to appeal to the kids, even though we're going towards the Attitude Era, which is why it's not going to happen here. It's going to happen. It's going to happen later. I don't know. I don't know. I I just uh. I think he's going to have a run that he, I don't think he's going to win the belt again after this, to be honest with you, though. After he loses it here, I think this is going to be right. it for him, you know? Unless he does do the split and become something different, but I don't I don't really see that coming. Like, yeah. he, 
he's now the heavyweight champion. He already has the record for being the longest rating tag team champion. So, like, he already has done a pretty decent establishment of himself, if that makes any sense. They've taken care of him, which is what it is, for sure. All right, so you're going to go Samoa here, and I'm going to go Kofi? No, I'm going Kofi, too. We're both going Kofi. We're both going Kofi. And then SummerSlam will figure out what's happening now. Right. Um, Are we at the main event? So here's where things get interesting when it comes to— no, this is the semi-main event. Semi-main event. Um, so they're all main events, <laughs> right? Exactly. So the main now the, we're not at the main event, but I want to say something quickly about the main event to transition to this. Okay. The main event is going to be a no holds barred match. This match is an extreme rules match. Oh, Okay. So do you understand the difference, Tim? Yeah, we're actually we're actually in La La Land, and um. <laughs> And I'm Larry Zabisco, and you're uh, Tony Giovanni. <laughs> so you're a green asshole. Actually, that's a, that's a Larry Holy Zabisco. shit. Let me, let wow. Me that is a Larry Zabisco line to other people. So that you are not, you would be saying that to other people. So you're a green asshole is what yeah, you're, you're yeah. trying to say. I called DJ Hyde that in the middle of a ring once, and he literally gave me the Charlie Brown face because he didn't know how to respond. I, I've never seen a real human do a squiggle line face with their <laughs> mouth, and DJ Hyde did that when I called him that in the ring. Um, oh, man. So uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, a real-life couple, maybe? I don't know. There's a huge part of me that's like, this is the work. It's just work. It's another you know trick by the WWE. Or it's real. I don't know. Who knows? Um are taking on Baron Corbin and Lacey Evan. Baron has had a rivalry with Seth. Of course, that goes back to when Baron was the GM of Raw, and they had— You mean um, the GM of Applebee's down the street? Or, correction, not the GM of Raw. But the GM of Applebee's, right? It was the interim GM or whatever. Of Applebee's, yes, yes. But you know know what? I like this look. I like this look better than when he had long trunks. This (laughs) makes him look better. I just wonder if he's wearing, like, non-slick shoes like you're supposed to wear in the restaurants as well, you know? But he's also then with with Lacey Evans, right? Who has the women's right? The women's is that what it's called? That's what's it's called God, the big right hand. She fucking the sucks. women's right, dude. I'm telling you, something happened tomfoolery ish with Vince and her, which is why she's in the position that she's in. Kind of like the position she was in in the bedroom when she was hanging out with Vince. I don't care, Phil. All right. Wow. We're still unsigned. Can say what I want, all right? We'll deal with the repercussions later. Y- you have a you have you have a repercussion. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Phil, one day, one day, Sirius and Conrad, they're gonna call me at the same time. They're gonna put me on Starcast, and they're gonna put me on 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 internet radio. You're controversial. You get the hits. Why don't you come in? We'll uh, have you sign some autographs. That'll be it. So like? I'm trying to read through. I was trying to look up like controversies and and Lacey Evans. She does have a, a, a something about possibly being homophobic, but nothing where I can find like a, oh. a sexual innuendo. <laughs> where did this um, come from? What um, between her alleg- and Vince? No, um, uh, independent wrestler named Effie made a post. Now this was also from 2018, um, where Effie made a comment about basically her. Uh, you know, being kind to your face, saying homophobic slurs to your back until she wants some of your pre-workout. 
Oh, come on. What a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, you got to learn to play the game. So Why are you on the indies still? As this rivalry has continued, the Seth, Becky, Baron Corbin, Lacey Evans, you know, WWE since Royal Rumble has started to tip their toes in teasing more intergender matches because right. Impact has had a lot of success. We talked about it yesterday a little bit, how Slammiversary with their main event of Sam McCallahan and Tessa Blanchard like stole the show that the whole pay-per-view was yeah. amazing. Yeah, and um, you can see that episode down underneath this one here on Facebook or to the to the left if you're checking us out on the YouTube page. But continue, Phil. So, you know, they're now like going full force with this, doing the whole – you know, are you know the Seth Becky couple, the Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans making an evil alliance pact, um, joining forces together to try to take them out? Because the other stipulation, because not only is this an Extreme Rules mixed tag match, it's also a last chance winners take all match. Meaning that if either Baron Corbin or Lacey Evans wins, they both get the Universal Championship and the Raw Women's Championship. But if Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch win, that neither one of Baron or Lacey can ever uh, challenge them for the titles again. Jesus, really? Really? That's what really? that's what they're gonna do here? <laughs> like, so they're basically just giving us the the winners here, Phil. Where are they? I mean, there's there's so many ways they could work this. Like, Lacey could beat Becky because even the tease has already been there because they've tried to you know put in that little poison seed of like, well, you know. Becky, how are you going to feel if Seth loses your championship? And, you know, Seth, you know, what happens if Becky loses your title like that? You know, how's that going to what's that going to do to your relationship? Um, uh. And in the mix of all of this, uh, they had um, on I can't remember who he teamed with, but Andrade and and I can't remember the the, the talent that's with him um, took on Becky and Seth, Seth and Becky won. Uh, last week they had Mike and Mike and Maria Canellis take on uh, Seth and Becky, and right before Becky goes to punch Maria, Maria's on the microphone and says, "Don't hit me, I'm pregnant." Um, and then yeah, what's proceeds, up with that? And then proceeds to go after Mike Canellis and says, "But you're not the father. You're not man enough to put your seed in me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That oh may, that, shit! That maybe this baby is Becky Lynch's because she's more of a man than you will ever be. She said that. She said that. Jesus. Um, and and that even this week on Raw, like things seem to, like Maria's cutting this promo. In comes Mike with like I think it was like a bowl of ice cream or something, and like gives it to her, and she's like, "You're trying to make me fat. How could you even be a man? I don't even know if you impregnated me for our first child." Like <laughs> like it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So they've Ridiculous. been using the Seth and Becky relationship off against other seeming relationships. What's interesting is the commentary. I really like that idea that you threw out there before with like, what if it's uh, what what if we end up getting like Andrade and Charlotte to come back? Because where are they right now? I was just about to say that because that that isn't the team that came together, but fans know what's up. So especially on social media. So there was a lot. of Yeah. How about that one picture where her head is down on in this yeah. area? And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, that was great. I'm, I'm, I have a bottle of wine, Tim. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> a bottle of wine. We're just going to be quiet about that whole thing. But yeah, totally not. I'm not. I'm not engaging. The best is that, like, I can't believe she would even she knew he was posting that picture. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Did he post it or did like somebody take it and post it? No, he posted that himself. <laughs> okay. Like an asshole. <laughs> Love a gracious. Um, you're on television. <laughs> like you are. Yeah, yeah. I, but this I, is I, the shit though with this company. All right. I, the company is gonna. They're gonna push him to the fucking moon for doing something like that. Cause they're gross people. They're disgusting people. And they like that shit. I hate to say this, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. No. Let's like going back to the the joke I made about about, you know, Mr. Finger Blast, right? Six six thirty finger blast, right? He this happened and they put immediately put the belt on him. And this isn't the first scenario where this has happened. You know? Yeah. You're not wrong. You are totally not wrong. Um same so, thing with like Paige and Caitlyn and all these fucking people. Right. They promote these people after after they see a little of their skin. It's so weird. So what's interesting, and I, the reason I think this is going to be the semi-main, even though it has more around it, you know, Becky Lynch is prob- is one of the top superstars in the WWE right now, teaming with the other top superstar, Seth Rollins. Um, but Baron and Lacey aren't quite at that level even though this has so many stipulations in it, it's the last chance winners take all mixed tag team extreme rules match. Extravaganza, that's where stip- yeah. That's where all these the, the stipulations got saved up for this match. Um, that it's still not, because the main event is going to be Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and, the, and Drew McIntyre, and it's the Shane McMahon show. There's one caveat to that that we'll talk about when we get to the main event, but um, I, so I don't think it's there. I do think this is going to be... Uh, I'm 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 gonna grin and bear it because I think I'm gonna be I could be wrong. I think it's Seth and Becky. Yeah, I I mean it it makes the most sense, but it, with what how you're saying it, but Phil, I, I gotta go the opposite way. How are they not gonna have how are they not gonna have these guys ever? Ever great challenge for the belt again, unless there's a fucking squash finish. And I'll go half point on this, Phil, that Andrade and Charlotte come in and fucking attack all of them. Charlotte doesn't like uh, Lacey. They're not friends. There you go. Andrade doesn't like Seth. They're not friends. And and clearly uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte aren't friends, right? You see my fingers here. But, but it just makes sense for them to fucking come down and destroy them all. They're, they're not on TV, and they're, they're such a fucking powerful couple. Behind and in front of the scenes. So, well, I'm get, I'm going to go with my half point bet that bet that Lacey gives the women's right to Baron. Ooh, all right, yeah, go right ahead. They they lose pow right on the kisser. Pow right in the kisser. <laughs> oh man. So now Tim, Tim, you ready? Tim, all right, all right. It's now time for the main. Are are you ready? Are you ready for the main event? Of course I'm ready. This this is for Extreme Rules, Tim. This is going to be Wait, a no. Hold on. Okay. I thought that this was for uh no holds barred. It it is a no holds barred match, Tim. Okay. What pay per view is this? Extreme, it's extreme rules too. So we're at extreme rules, but this is a no holds no barred. Holds. 
barred match. Okay. All right, so let's let's first give the definition because the previous match was Extreme Rules. This match is no holds barred. What's what the does difference? that mean? So the the difference is the implication. So Extreme Rules implies <laughs> a hardcore match. They're going to go after weapons. Anything goes. Everything is legal. Whatever you want to grab a steel chair. No holds barred means that things that you would do to somebody that would typically be illegal, choking them, punching them. Finger blasting. There you go. Uh, Things that would typically be (laughs) illegal in the course of a normal match now, now are are so raw that with their bare hands, they could destroy each other. Can't fucking do it. So this, uh, they've been teasing this ever since The Undertaker came back at um, Phil, stomping grounds. Phil, you never announced who the who the people the participants. Oh, I'm sorry. Are. I did, didn't I? No, no I didn't. I did. No. I did. Damn. Damn, it's a no holds barred match against the Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Tim. Tim, it's a no holds barred match. This is the Undertaker's 30th fucking year wrestling. In the WWE, he wrestled before that, too. Yes, he did. Like, holy shit. This is a man that that Vince felt still feels so highly on. He pulled him from StarCast for so much ridiculous money to bring him back in the fold. um, To make sure he stayed in the fold. That he wasn't even available to do interviews. To keep him special. Yeah, but Phil, I think honestly though that he did that to protect himself. Oh, totally. I think that. Like totally. There's I no, think there's no discounting yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Undertaker has got some shit on Vince McMahon, and he was like, "You're not fucking doing that. I'll get. I'll pay you whatever the fuck you want to keep your fucking mouth shut, and get get back under my titties." All right. <laughs> that's basically. That's exactly how that went, Phil. So. So yeah. Come here, take her, get under my titty. Or get under my titty, God. You're God not damn it. <laughs> so the way they tease us under Take her Roman versus who? Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Oh, okay, great. So Undertaker came back at Stomping Grounds, beat the crap out of Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Um This then led to because there was already this rivalry with Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. So it led to this this tag team match this past week on Raw. They did Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns and a partner for Roman Reigns of Shane McMahon's choosing, where they were literally like going through the back of the WWE to find like the craft services person. Ah. Um, we saw Sasha Sasha Banks's husband Mikazi uh, as he's like sewing. Um, yeah. We we saw. Um, uh, Phineas James, otherwise known as Preacher in New York, like Tony randomly walking in the back. <laughs> um, we saw, uh, I can't remember who the next to last person was, but then we finally saw. Was the Dewdust who- there? No, Dewdust was not there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but we, we, then we saw, the, saw this gentleman uh. with a lame leg, um, a limping uh, custodian, and, and basically Shane McMahon said to him, listen, I will pay you $5,000 to step in that ring. Don't worry about your leg. You're you're fine. All I'm gonna have you do, because you know I don't I don't want you know the limelight to hit you too much. So I'm gonna put a mask on you. I'm gonna put you out there. All you need to do is stand there. You don't wrestle. You don't have to do anything. You just need to stand there. Mm. And so he comes out, which right away we everybody knew that he was not the same guy. But he came out, 
sat in that corner, gets accidentally tagged in, and then proceeds to give some good comeuppance on Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre until he gets caught. They de- uh, he demasks, and it's Cedric Alexander. Wow. So wow. Cedric's like, hey, you got to take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was it for Cedric Alexander. That, pretty much. Uh, so Shane McMahon <laughs> and Drew McIntyre win. But what is more interesting than all of this, all of this build for this particular match that has The Undertaker in it, the next night on SmackDown, Kevin Owens, as he's walking in the building, he was supposed to take on Dolph Ziggler, attacks Dolph Ziggler in in the parking lot, basically, calling out all the things that Dolph says. Oh, you think, and like uses all of his catchphrases against him. Like, and you are nothing, Dolph, and like beats him senseless. The locker room, who was outside also conveniently in the locker room, like Does splits he him say up. say he's perfection and stuff like that? Is that yeah, all that's, oh, yeah. everything that he's ever said. Like, yeah, he uses yeah, yeah. So then he goes to the ring and starts cutting this promo on Shane McMahon, how it's a disgrace, how Shane McMahon takes television time away from real talent. Um, Mike One gets cut off. Um, in like a half second, huh. he grabs the ring announcer's mic and then starts going off again about Shane McMahon, you know, using his authority to take over control of the show when no one wants to see him. He's made it obvious that no one wants to see him. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's destroying his own program as Shane is yelling at the sound guy who is standing there almost perfectly still, not even trying to turn a knob to stop the microphone action of of Kevin Owens. And then finally it gets cut off right as he says things like, and you're taking time away from great talent like Apollo Crews, the authors of Pain, Asuka, all these great people who should be on television and not you. Um, well, and then it yeah. gets wow. set of the building by, by, by indie security. Um, so uh, so it led to a lot of like, okay, what, what, what happened? What's yeah. going on? Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so I'm, I am not... My brain is going to go, I mean, it's Undertaker and Reigns. Like, it totally is. You, you, you agree with me if you want to. But my half-point bet on this is going to be that Kevin Owens appears. But didn't they? they these guys already feud, though. They did. But now the, the sort of the situation is reversed. Kevin Owens, after being healed, again, very recently, the, he came back as a face for like two weeks flipped to heel now he's flipped back to face to say his piece and then got ran out of the building so it's like but they're gonna easily turn him back heel again with this i know i know like does he so does that make shane shane a face in this again no right now shane mcmahon is the heel he is the big heel but what is that but but with this conflict here like tim tim what is the wwe confusion there you go. But it, it's a television show. It's not a wrestling program. It's right. a television show that starring has, the McMahons. That has wrestling as a filler, right? Is that what you're telling right. me? Yeah. That, that has, as Wikipedia puts it. Um, you oh, heard yeah. this. Yeah, can we? Heard, can you read this for me before? So the first part of this you heard yesterday because it's the same exact wording that is currently on All the right. fight I for want the you to, I, want, I want you to read it, but I want you to say um, – I want you to say this is this is what pro wrestling is in general, and then continue, and then be like, but this is the part that's for the WWE. And I mean, and this this is linked off of um, it was linked off of some oh, it's linked off an article written by How Pro Wrestling Works uh, that was written through Discovery Communications by Ed Rabianowski. Um, the show who turns out to be a booker for WCW in the early nineties. 
Oh, there you go. I didn't realize that. No, okay, I'm which... lying, but it sounded oh. great, didn't it? <laughs> it did sound great. Right. It did sound great. Right. Different ad. That was Oklahoma. Ah, fantastic. Oklahoma. So, the show will... The show will include matches resulting from scripted storylines where wrestlers portray heroes, villains, or less distinguishable characters in scripted events that build tension and culminate in a wrestling match or series of matches. Results are predetermined by WWE's writers on the Raw. So this is the part that is specific for WWE. Right, right. That last part, right? Right. While storylines are produced on WWE's weekly television shows, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live and the Cruiserweight exclusive 205 Live. So yeah, that whole last sentence or two was specifically for the WWE, but the previous one we read through last night because that's also on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, for, for Fight, Fight for the, the Fallen. Fallen, which you can see on our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page. Uh, the YouTube would be Timmy Z four six seven four. You would just click right there and uh, and go from there, or just scroll down. And you can see who we picked for Saturday's favorite. You continue, Phil. I'm sorry. I, no, you're fine, because Tim, we've gone so long. We've gone, we've gone yeah, a long time on tonight. Phil, it doesn't fucking it's ex- Tim, it's extreme rules. It's extreme rules. The it's rule, extreme rules. The Tim. rules don't matter to us. All right, there's no holds barred. Um, so who do you have, Tim? In Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. I've already picked Undertaker and Reigns. Oh my god! Now remember, it's not WrestleMania, so the odds of Undertaker possibly losing are higher. Yeah, he, yeah, but they're fucking. Uh, I'm gonna go half point. That Sting shows up. Yeah, that's actually not bad after yeah. the way they've sort of yeah. been teasing him on social media. I'm gonna take that and then uh, set up for them going at it at SummerSlam, and um, I'm also gonna. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna go with the other guys. McMahon, or McMahon and McIntyre? Yeah. I think that uh, if, if the lights go out, this is how I see it, Phil. All right. Lights are going to go out, and then we get Sting's fucking music, but not that shitty fucking music that's new. I want the old school 1998 Sting music. That shit. And then uh, Sting starts coming out. We get the quick fucking roll-up on The Undertaker. Drew fucking McIntyre scurries right out because that would be sweet if he went over on The Undertaker, right, for fucking bragging rights for him. There and you then, go. Uh, then we get the setup going into SummerSlam. All right. I don't think you're wrong, Tim. That's what I'm going with right there. Now you're going with uh, Undertaker and uh, Roman? I'm going with Undertaker and Roman. That's it, Phil. That's right, Tim. All right. Phil, Tim. what are you Tim. going on this weekend? So this weekend, I am at MCW Pro Wrestling. It's our annual Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup this Saturday at the MCW Arena, 1000 Joppa Farm Road. Uh, make sure you check out everything about it. Marco Stunt's there. Uh, uh, Scarlett Bordeaux's there. A lot of action. My brain had a total fart. I wanted to say the wrong person's name for half a second. Um, was was uh, Rick Rude's mustache real, Phil? That's what, uh, that's what the big question is here. Un- until it was shaved off. Yes, Scott. Yes, it was. <laughs> I don't know. I've never thought about it. Is that was is there rumors that it's not real, Phil? It's as real as Joey Janella's. Or no, not Joey. I meant Joey Ryan. What's wrong with me? Joey Janella. No, let's not go there again. We spent too much time on him yesterday. We talked about him yesterday, which you can find it <laughs> on our on this YouTube page and on the the Facebook page and all that jazz, but. By the way, my light went out, so I look like shit. But 
It's all right. We've we've just live streamed for fucking like eight fucking hours, so that's all right. Scott, thank you for being here and keeping us awake, man. That's it. Scott Mega McMaster. McGregor. All right. So thank you everybody for stopping by. Thanks everybody for hanging out. Phil, this song goes out to you. You gotta you gotta wait for it, Phil. Finger bang bang. Bang bang. <laughs> Phil, do you like it? Are you about this whole finger bang thing? Ricochet finger bangs himself, all right? That's the whole thing. One, thank God I can't hear it. And two, two just now. Just, right. just Th now. Thank you so much, everybody. If I don't see you, catch me outside. How about that?